What's, What's up, ladies? Welcome to the Urban Christian Woman. I am Toshiba Oliver, one of your hosts. And I'm Leah Ross, your other host. Living as an urban Christian woman is an amazing gift and an incredible responsibility. We need God's truth to shape and transform us. The Urban Christian Woman is a space to help us grow in faith and steward who we are and the cultural context in which we live. On this podcast, we will excavate God's word and have great conversation about books of the Bible, discuss things happening in culture along with its challenges and how the Bible responds, and hear from and be encouraged by women living faithfully in everyday spaces for the glory of God. So listen, wherever you are, know that in this space, come on in because the water is fine and be equipped for everyday life through the Urban Christian Woman podcast. Welcome to the Urban Christian Woman. What's up, ladies? Welcome back to the Urban Christian Woman podcast. I am one of your hosts, Toshiba Oliver. Hey, ladies. I'm your other host, Leah Ross. And listen, before we get this ball rolling, talking about our last Shiro of the faith, Mm -hmm. um, Lois Evans, y'all, there's so much that we're going to have to stay on the rails, yes. okay? <laughs> There's so much to be said. There's so much to be said about this woman. But before we jump in to discussing Lois Evans, we want to put before you our joy and our excitement to talk about the new series that we will be going into beginning in the month of October. We are so excited to be going into our new series entitled Ways of the Kingdom, a study on the book of Luke. Y'all, we have been digging into the book of Luke um, for quite some time and um, we are ecstatic and excited about what the Lord is going to accomplish in our time together. And so we would just, uh, we just want to put a few things before you today before we begin the study. Number one, we want to encourage you to read the book of Luke. Read the book of Luke in your own personal time, as well as listen to it in audio version. Wouldn't you say that, Leah? Mm -hmm. And then the other thing that we would say is to begin to pray that the Lord would open your eyes to the truth of his word, to the riches that have not been unveiled to you before. Mm -hmm. Um, As Leah and I have journeyed through the book of Luke, we just see the riches of who Jesus is and what he has commissioned his people to do who profess his name. And so we're excited about that. Super excited. It's going to be good. Read the book of Luke. That's all we're going to say for now. Pray that the Lord would open your eyes to unveil truth. And then, yes, get ready. And we will also say this, that um, beginning, and you'll see it on our social media feed. So if you're not following us, hit the follow buttons on all of our social media feeds, but we will be dropping the companion guide. So we don't want to just be talking kids. Mm -hmm. We want you to truly journey with us. And we're going to drop a companion guide beginning the first week of October at the end of the week. So it will drop, I believe, October 2nd or October 3rd. So be on the lookout for that. So we're talking about Dr. Lois Evans today, Leah. Dr. Lois Evans, yes. And so in sort of our final Shiro's of the Faith installment, um, we're looking at Dr. Lois Evans. And so if you're just joining us, 
I would definitely encourage you to go back. Go back. Listen to the other Shiro's. Yes. But let me give you just a glimpse of why we're doing this. Why? The existence of these biblical, historical, and um, current day Shiro's of the faith is really important for us because it gives us this biblical precedent and value for wisdom. Wisdom that we see manifest in Proverbs 2 and Proverbs 3. And that also shines a light on women that we don't normally hear their stories shared like in depth like this. Right. A woman like Dr. Lois Evans, y'all may not know her very well. You may mm-hmm. not know her story. Mm-hmm. Um, but she is an incredible she was an incredible woman of faith. All of the women that we have done these deep dives with have gone on to be with the Lord. But their um, their messages, the the witness of their lives remain to be valuable and truthful for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also like they these women serve to us as mirrors and windows that lead to reminder of right these these Hebrews 11 sort of hall of faith, the shoulders that we stand on. And it answers these questions as we look in these mirrors and we see women who are much like us reflected back. We're, we're answering these questions of, okay, like, can God use me? Yeah. If he used Dr. Lois Evans, he can use me. Yeah. Um, can God call me? Yes. If he called uh, Dr. Lois Evans, if he called Deborah, if he called Harriet Tubman, he can call me too. Um, mm-hmm. And then we are providing these places where you can look and see these uh, examples of faithful witnesses and women who loved and served the Lord with their whole lives. So that is why we're doing it. And this is why we're here. Mm-hmm. And we are so excited to wrap up this series with Dr. Lois Evans. And so what is this key takeaway that we're taking away from, from her life? What is, how can we sum up the life of Dr. Lois Evans? Yeah, the key takeaway for Dr. Lois Evans, this Shiro of the faith is this, that Lois Evans was a multi-generational discipler who taught women how to navigate the seasons of life. Let me say it again. Lois Evans was a multi-generational discipler who taught women how to navigate the seasons of life. And what I find most interesting, Leah, is that when you are in a discipleship relationship, which is why they're so needed in the body of Christ, an older woman coming alongside a younger woman, I mean, the, the imperative importance, I know I'm saying a lot of eyes, but the imperative <laughs> and importance yes. of um, having an older woman come alongside you is for this very reason. And today we're going to be able to get it's almost like literally she's walking and she's mm-hmm. sitting in the the living room and we're in her house um, as we have uh, studied and navigated and looked through her life. And so um, it's necessary. I just want to do this plug. It's necessary to have an older woman to walk with because they teach you how to navigate the seasons of life. Mm-hmm. You are not in every season. That's why you reach down. Right. Paul was discipling Timothy, right? And so you see this reaching down and the imperativeness Mm -hmm. of that. So Dr. Dr. Evans actually taught women 
how to navigate yeah. the seasons of yeah. life. And we and need the, that right, right now. Right. I think the thing that I that I look at in her life, I'm like, this is what we need. We need this perspective. That's what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Women who are in farther seasons of life or or have completed faithfully all the seasons and right. gone to be with the Lord, like Dr. Lois Evans, right. they have this perspective, this needed perspective um, for us yes. that we can learn from. And so that's I'm really thankful for that. And so for her, this is what we take away from her life. She was, as you said, she was a multi-generational discipler. Mm -hmm. She was a woman who had the heart of a teacher, right? So she, I mean, yes, she did have, she had opportunities and platforms to teach. She did, but regardless of whether she was on or off of the platform, she taught. Come on. She had, uh, the Lord's put the seed in her life of this concept of seasons. Yeah. And so she taught around this concept of seasons wherever she was, whether she was with her kids, whether she was uh, in a a Bible study, wherever she was, she taught this concept of seasons. And for us, for our blessing, she taught it in this form of this book, Seasons of a Woman's Life. Yes, and and I will say this as well is, is as we continue to talk about her story, we're going to give her sort of just bio mm-hmm. and um, what this who this woman was. And guys, as we even talk about her bio, you're going to be like, oh snap! I now understand, even right now. Yeah why she was a teacher of seasons Mm -hmm. and so Mm -hmm. um i'm so thankful for her very life and even um in the podcast if you go to our website we will actually provide not only um a link to her book that you can purchase but you will also you can also access the youtube videos Mm -hmm. because she has video footage out here discipling Uh, her teaching this very thing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and it's life-giving so yeah. Leah yeah she yeah. she talked about um she had the heart of a teacher she discipled in seasons mm-hmm. what else so she was also committed towards a life of dependence on the Lord his design for her life was hinged on her knowing and realizing and remembering through all these seasons that um, she needed the Lord for everything. Mm-hmm. Lois Evans was a singer. Yep. She was a speaker. Yep. She inspired folks along the way mm-hmm. in every avenue of her life. Everybody she, was, like that word. she was a ministry organizer. She mm-hmm. was a prayer warrior and she was a homemaker. She was faithful in her home with her husband and her children as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so that those are like some of the characteristics that we see in her life. So give us sort of a picture of sort of a snapshot of her life story. Yeah, Lois Irene Evans was born on December 1st, 1949 in Guyana, South South America. Uh, She is the third of eight children raised in a Christian home. She accepted Christ at the age of nine and committed her life to ministry at 15 years old. She grew up loving to serve in the church through playing piano and teaching Sunday school. She was very musical, uh, both singing and playing the piano. And she actually toured and sang beginning at the age, uh, at the age of 16 and went on to record two albums later in her life. She met her husband, who many of you may know um, and are very familiar with, Dr. Tony Evans, at 18 and they were married when she was 20 years of age. She was there um, during his last years of training at Carver Bible College and while he attended seminary at Dallas Theological Seminary. She worked for Billy Graham 
actually as an administrative assistant while he was attending Carver. And she got her associates while Dr. Evans was in school and she had two children while still working and supporting his education. Do you hear that? Y'all, I mean, she just, ooh, she is, man, she mm. is a boss. She is a girl mm -hmm. boss for real. Mm -hmm. In 1976, they founded Oak Cliff Bible Fellowship, a church focused in the heart and inner city of Dallas, Texas. While planting the church a few months later, they started the Urban Alternative, a broadcast focused on the teaching and preaching of Dr. Tony Evans. Lois Evans was like the quintessential like boss uh -huh. as a church planter's wife. Some of y'all church planter church wives. Church planter's wives. Backbones. <laughs> they the backbones. She was the backbone. She was the administrative assistant. She was the public relations director. She was the editor of the Urban Alternative. I mean, like literally mm -hmm. she was dubbing tapes and sending them out and editing tapes, y'all. Like, yeah. what in the world? <laughs> she was the editor of The Urban Alternative, all while mothering four children, hosting people in their home. And in 1996, she received an honorary doctorate from Eastern College. Um, one of the quotes that actually is said about her, um, which I love the last paragraph, from her obituary, and I quote, Dr. Lois Evans' legacy was using her gifts and talents to plant many seeds that would bear fruit in different seasons of her life. Whether it was building a worldwide ministry or a local church, mentoring pastor's wives or mothers at home, baking in the kitchen or being in the boardroom, Lois Evans was a woman that God could use and the ripple effects of her presence on this earth will be felt for generations to come. Y'all, that is so mm -hmm. true. Mm -hmm. It is so true. And I know that as we read her bio, as we have already started this conversation and you hear that last paragraph yeah. after we just said her bio, you're like, how could it be? How could it be? And how, I mean, like, how did that happen? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so the the next moments, yeah. we're going to flush out mm -hmm. how this came to be how in her life. Yes. How her story points to God's glory. Yeah. Ladies, have you been wondering, how should I process what is happening in the world around me? Well, welcome, girl, you're not alone. In this polarizing time, we can choose to either consume voice after voice, ignore what is happening in our world, or consume the word of God, his wisdom and his counsel for where we find ourselves today. We would love for you to join us in our upcoming series, Ways of the Kingdom, a study and conversation through the book of Luke. Grab your Bible, your journal, and download the guide as we journey through the book of Luke together. And listen, sharing is caring, so bring a friend on the journey too. Follow us on social media, IG, as well as Facebook at The Urban Christian Woman, and reply with hashtag all in 
T-U-C-W, hashtag Luke. For more information and for more details on the Ways of the Kingdom and the Book of Luke series, you can find it at our website, www.theurbanchristianwoman.com. There are so many elements of her story that echo and point to the glory of God in her life and how her life points to a dependence on Jesus. Come on. She, Lois Evans, had a commitment to God first and foremost. Mm. So for, for Lois Evans, she believed that it was essential, it is essential for women to walk with God on this daily basis and build themselves up in his word. Mm-hmm. So for her, it was it, that was the central sort of crux of everything. Yeah, is this relationship with God and this faithful commitment to God. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Lois Evans, she had not only a commitment to God, but a commitment to God's calling for her life. And she talks a lot about this in her book. Is this concept of calling, where she she wants to hear from God and hear what is this direction? What are you calling me to? And so in this, she says that following Jesus, we see that following Jesus led her to understanding the calling of God for her life and knowing how and when to implement the work Ooh, in this calling. Girl, say that one more time. She, it, It's this calling of God for her life and knowing how and when to implement the work in her calling. And this is what it is right here. This is where we see this crux of seasons mm-hmm. because it's not just... Okay, I have the calling and I run for it. But she's like, I have the calling, mm-hmm. and now God show me the how and when of implementing the work. Okay, and listen, and that's why I said that she about to disciple all of us yeah. and teach us, and why we in the room with her because that is a challenge mm-hmm. for us as women today. If we are getting our cues from culture, you have fifty gajillion I made that word up you have 50 gajillion ideas and voices telling you you've got something planted within you and I'm saying this that it's even in Christian community it's Christian it's Christian messages too it's Christian messages too and they're like you run with that thing you run with that you've got a God-sized dream you got a big-sized dream Mm -hmm. and listen here's the thing that that can be very true but that don't mean that you need to be doing it right now Mm -hmm. And so Sister Lois, Mother Lois, Auntie Lois, Grandmother Lois, okay, (laughs) First Lady Lois, as we say in the black church, First Lady Lois Evans, she is going to flush this out for us of you under us understanding, not you, but us understanding how and when to implement the work of God in regards to our callings and understanding these seasons. Yes. So, yeah, yes. I had to drop that. No, that's necessary. That's where that's literally central to everything else. Because we exhausting ourselves out here. Yeah. And then next thing you know, the thing that you actually said was a calling mm-hmm. is no longer a calling because you don't jump to the next. And thing. this is why we say that she's a teacher because she taught us. Mm-hmm. On this this concept of seasons, everything that we're that we're seeing and learning and observing is around this concept that God gave her this message about living in the season, being faithful in the season, acknowledging the season, and being and and acknowledging your own limitations even mm-hmm. in the season. Come on, so that we can be faithful to God. Come on, in the season that we're in and the one that He will bring us to. That's it. So, in speaking of faithfulness. <laughs> She had a commitment to faithfulness to God, no matter the season that she was in. Come on. So she was making decisions based on 
the season that she was in. She was making gospel-centric decisions based on the season of her life that she was in. Mm -hmm. And so because we can look at the whole scope of her life, we see that these decisions that she made are reflected in like this long-standing fruit that we see from her life. So we can look at the full scope and see, yes, she made gospel-centric decisions in this season of her life. Mm -hmm. And so we see the fruit of that in the later on that at the time when she was making those sacrifices yeah. and those commitments she talks a lot in her book about the commitments to the lord that she made in, yeah. in particular seasons mm-hmm. and because we see the full scope that she couldn't see at the time we see right. okay later on that means that she has all four of her children who love and follow jesus because she committed to this thing mm-hmm. or because she committed to sacrifice and drawing back in these particular areas at certain times or because she committed to working diligently um outside of the home so that her husband husband could finish seminary and we see later on that that bore fruit and that he had a fruitful ministry and that he was able to be one of the first black the the first black man to be uh graduate from Dallas Theological Seminary. That is correct that is correct that is correct okay making making sacrifices so that her husband could make firsts Mm-hmm. To lead to 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 set a platform for others, girl. Don't nobody want to hear that right now today, honey. Yes. Don't so we hear see that. we see from her legacy. Mm-hmm. She taught us what it meant to be committed to God and to make those commitments and follow through in every season. Yeah, and I just want to put this little caveat because some of you might be like, who is this woman? If you've heard of Priscilla Shirer, Mm -hmm. if you've heard of Crystal Evans Hurst, if you've heard of Anthony Anthony Evans, Evans, okay, and his worship music, if you've heard of Jonathan Evans, their son, those are their four children. Mm -hmm. And so we see the fruit of her labor and entrusting herself to the Lord and her life to the Lord. And so we're going to explain a little bit more about what the seasons are and how to identify the season that you're in. But what we want to transition to now is what we can learn and how we can treasure up the wisdom that Lois Evans in her life um, is, is, is able to place within our own hearts and in our own lives. So just transitioning, what can we learn and how can we treasure up the wisdom of Lois Evans' life in our own hearts? I think one of the first things that we were talking about and that we can see is that women who seek to experience the fullness of God in the seasons of life are committed to the rhythms of being in communion with God. Mm -hmm. And Lois Evans really embodied that as an example in her life. She was very much so committed towards communion with God as a priority, not for the sake of her actually having a calling, but she knew that everything poured out and flowed from a life that was in communion with God. And so these rhythms of being in communion of God were a priority to God. She actually um, even articulates that when we are in communion with God, we learn to follow him, to listen to him and obey him. And in John 15, five, it says, I am the vine, you are the branches, the one who remains in me and I in him produces much fruit because you can do nothing without me. And so Lois Evans sees this priority. She understands that 
the abundance of fruit production is rooted in being connected to the vine, connected to the source in which all things exist and flow from. And so it was a priority for her to be in communion with God so that she could learn to love him, learn to follow him, learn to listen to him and learn to obey him. Mm-hmm. And so for many of us um, who listen to this podcast, you may be new in the faith and you're just beginning to walk with God and building spiritual rhythms consistently uh, through the worship of God, through the word of God and through the witness of God. And so spend time building. I think that's a huge part of what the the life of a rooted uh, woman of faith is. A rooted shero of the faith is one who spends the intentional time truly building and fellowship in communion with God because your Christian walk will either build on a secure foundation or it will challenge the strength of the foundation. Let me say that again. We spend time building because the Christian walk will either build on a secure foundation or it will be challenged in strength of the foundation. Mm -hmm. And we will actually be able to identify Mm -hmm. what we are standing on. Mm -hmm. That's why the hymn of old says, um, uh, on Christ, the solid rock, Mm -hmm. I stand all other ground is seeking sand. Mm -hmm. All other ground is sinking sand. And Lois Evans knew that Leah, what Mm -hmm. about, um, the maturing believer, because for some, for some of our listeners, they're new believers. And then we have the other toss of the coin for women who are maturing believers. They've been, they, they're doing the rhythms Mm -hmm. of, and this is why we talked about these rhythms of being in communion with God, because it's not necessarily a ritual or routine, but it's one rhythm. Come on. And the rhythms of, um, listening, following, obeying, like those rhythms are going to look different in if we're embracing this concept of the seasons, right? And so we're we're looking for consistent spiritual rhythms, mm-hmm. right, that lead to communion with God. Mm-hmm. And this communion with God is just an open this open fellowship with him. Mm-hmm. So where is that like where do we see that emerging in the season of our life that we're in, right? We don't want to because oftentimes I feel like we get in this like okay, this is what it's that it means to have my Bible time with God. This is what it means to, you know, I'm going to church and I'm mm-hmm. doing these things. Mm-hmm. And it becomes these almost like box checking things, mm-hmm. um, which is sort of like habit. It's not really communion. I mean, you could say it's communion without power, but it's not even communion. It's just sort of habits, mm-hmm. which leads to this legalism. And then you may find yourself looking up one day like, wait a minute, like I'm doing these things, but I don't feel close to God. Like, I don't feel the fire of the spirit in my heart. Like, I don't feel like I really, that I really hear from him or that he hears me when I pray. And like, so how is it that you found yourself in that place? And I think this, this, um, lack of understanding of what true communion is, Mm -hmm. is what leads us to that place. Right, right. And so what is true communion? True communion is this open and two-way fellowship where you're hearing and receiving from God through the Spirit without hindrances. Mm -hmm. And what are these hindrances? I mean, it could be anything from just like hidden sin in our life or or apathy or or spiritual laziness like mm-hmm. those are those are real hindrances or busyness busyness filling yourself with other things that idolatry. 
are that are distracting you from mm-hmm, God, getting mm-hmm. caught up in the trappings of, mm-hmm. I mean, we were just having a conversation earlier, right, about the right. trappings of uh, getting caught up in social justice yeah. initiatives and issues, and, and you find yourself getting caught up in that. Entangled in the weeds. That's Entangled what we in the weeds. The entanglements. Y'all know, y'all know about the entanglements. Where your heart is so after those things that you're forgetting what God says about those come things. Come on, come on. And where he's leading us, because he, he cares about the justice for the poor and the mm-hmm. weak. He cares about it, but what does he say about it versus what uh, is said on Instagram or your Facebook about it? And those are so those are ways to get sort of caught up and um, distracted that we're not hearing and receiving from the spirit. And then we look up one day and we're like, man, my communion, my fire, my fellowship with God is lacking. Mm-hmm. And it may be because we've sort of gone off track with these things. And so those rhythms mm-hmm. are what um, in are what make that time like rich and robust. And mm-hmm. then that open fellowship with God is what fills it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she says this actually in her book, um, and it says, I know scripture is true. I believe it with my whole heart. And then she expounds on John 15 and 5, and she says, in fact, the meaning of the verse in John 15, 5 is buried so deeply in my heart, so much so that she says, I never tackle anything unless I get clear direction from him. Why? Because only then can I be sure that he will see me through. She is speaking of that only that open two-way fellowship of hearing and receiving without hindrance and hinging it on, Lord, if I don't hear from you, I cannot move forward. Yeah. I cannot move forward because if I move forward without you, I have no guarantee that you will see yeah. me through. And I feel like the Lord is really urging me to add this to like that there is I have seen in my own life and in other women's lives For this sure. sort of ta- this um temptation towards anxiety with that. Yes. I, you know, I don't want to do cuz is God is God telling me to do this is he not? I don't know and you feel paralyzed. Mm-hmm. And ladies, I really want to push back on that of like don't be um, I want to encourage us not to be caught up in that decision making because mm-hmm. the point of her saying that is urging us towards fellowship with God and his Come word. on. And so if you feel caught up by like, ah, paralyzed, do I make this decision or not? Have I heard from God or not? That's not the point. The point is if you are if you are saturated in oh, his yeah. word mm-hmm. and if you're in it, mm-hmm. then you won't feel that paralysis of anxiety. Mm-hmm. You'll know for sure because he speaks in his word and he's faithful and he doesn't ever stop. Oh yeah. That's why it says, seek and ye shall find, knock and the door shall be open, ask and it shall be given. The original text says, keep seeking, Mm -hmm. keep knocking and Mm -hmm. keep asking Mm -hmm. because he will reveal himself. Mm -hmm. He will avail himself to you. And I think we don't, when we don't hear in real time, when we don't hear in real time mm-hmm. what what we're seeking an answer for, we just move on to the same right. thing. But what he's saying is, I'm building in you communion yeah. and a dependence on me that you're going to listen, mm-hmm. you're going to follow, and you're going to obey me alone. To, to For Christ I live and for Christ I die. And so that's why we're, we're exhorted to keep seeking in Matthew, keep knocking mm-hmm. and keep asking until we hear from him. Yeah. And that is a that is a excellent excellent uh, point, Leah. Yeah. So and it leads us to 
uh, the next thing that we want to talk about in her life yeah. is that the woman who seeks to follow Jesus embraces this commitment to Jesus. Ladies, if you're enjoying the ministry and content of the Urban Christian Woman, would you take a minute to write a review and give us a rating on iTunes? Our goal is to get truth into the hands of urban women. You can help us by leaving even a one sentence review and some stars. This simple act will help increase our visibility for more women to find this podcast and resources to help equip them in their everyday lives. So girl, what you waiting for? Just go ahead and do it right now. And if you haven't yet, join our community on social media. You can find us on Instagram at The Urban Christian Woman, Facebook, The Urban Christian Woman, and on our website, which is theurbanchristianwoman.com. Uh, the next thing that we want to talk about in her life yeah. is that the woman who seeks to follow Jesus embraces this commitment to Jesus. Yep. And I love if you could read the quote um, where Lois Evans just, she captures this so perfectly. Yeah, yeah. She says, only those who are committed to God's purpose will come to know, understand, and experience that purpose. God will only use us to the degree that he can trust us. Commitment, which follows our response to his call to salvation, is a commitment to follow him, not only as Savior, but as Lord. We commit ourselves to become his disciples, and through discipleship, we commit ourselves to God's purposes. Then, as we learn to follow him, listen to him, and obey him, he reveals to us our gifts talents and opportunities mm. Mm. some of y'all some of y'all might <laughs> that's just <laughs> let me say something because i feel like that's, that's just that ours. old school truth right <laughs> that's that old school she truth. better right? mother us she up is mothering us she better mother us and teach us talking about good old teach commitment us. see we don't know nothing these days about commitment Our culture is so cold on commitment that when somebody goes at us and talks about regular old stone cold commitment to Jesus, I know we're like, what? I know. And she like, listen, listen, if you ain't committed to Jesus first, then have several seats. Yeah. Have several seats Yeah, because he, he, he wants to use us, but he has to know that he can trust us and we won't go off tangents for Mm -hmm. our own glory. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, uh, she's talking about embracing the woman who seeks to follow Jesus embraces the commitment to Jesus. And so the question is, are we committed towards God's purpose to come to know, understand and experience him? Because to the degree we are committed is to the degree that he can trust us with his work on this earth. And oftentimes what we like to do is we like to treat God Mm -hmm. like a holy ATM. We put a little something in and we want him to give us a huge return on the way out. And what God is saying is, listen, what I delight in what, what is my delightful inheritance is me. I'm your payout. Yes. I'm your payout. Yes. So the salvific work that I went to the cross for and died for you for conquered death, hell in the grave and sin. What I went for, that was your payout. Yeah. And so anything else outside of that. Is us actually uh, uh, reaping the benefits of the savings yes. 
Yes. The riches, the savings mm-hmm. that Christ has poured out for us. And, and I love Matthew 6, um, 31 through 34 that says, so do not worry saying, what will we eat or what will we drink or what will we wear? For the Gentiles eagerly seek all these things and your heavenly father knows that you need them. But seek first the kingdom of God mm-hmm. and his righteousness and all these things will be provided for you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow because tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Sister Lois Evans, she understood this. She understood the fact that that Jesus was not a ATM that she was seeking to, to treat him as, but that she saw him as the prize. And because he was the prize, she was committed towards following him. She was committed towards seeking him. She was committed towards his righteousness. And she knew that everything else flowed out of a, a deep, committed, uh, purposeful relationship with him. Mm -hmm. And so the question for us today, ladies, is are we committed Mm -hmm. towards God's purposes Mm -hmm. to come to know, to understand and experience him? Mm -hmm. Is he our prize? Do we see him as our greatest payout, Mm -hmm. our greatest reward Mm -hmm. and our greatest treasure? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And if we truly posture and position ourselves in that space where he is, then out of that flows this natural capacity to um, trust him and lean into him to make these uh, gospel-centric decisions mm-hmm. with our calling in mind. See, for her, for, Lo- for Dr. Lois Evans' life, this was something, as we said from the beginning, she looked at her life. She made commitments yeah. in each season, these gospel-centric commitments with her calling in mind. And so she could, but she could only do that with knowing sort of and embracing this concept of seasons. And so I want to ask us, are we making these gospel centric decisions with our calling in mind? Do you know the season of life that you're in? And let's talk about like the different seasons that she mentions. And we don't want to go into it too much because we really want to exhort every single listener to go get the book. Girl, it's so good. Ladies, go go get get the book. I mean, I paid like I went to thrift books. I mean, bless the kingdom for for her service. I know. Bless Urban Altar. Whoever getting the money. I I mean, yeah, it's it's like less than it's less than eighteen bucks or something like that. The book is the book is well worth. I think it's like twelve dollars or something. Okay, it's it's a treasure though. So what's the, what is a calling, Leo? What's so, a calling? Yes. Yeah, so she's 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 breaking it down, and this these callings, right? That you understand when you're walking through the seasons. The seasons lead you in the direction of the calling, and the calling is always going to be bigger than yourself. Mm-hmm. When it's exposed to you, it's it's often exposed. In, in those times of the Lord and he reveals the calling, it's often exposed in this way that seems enormous. Mm-hmm. It seems like it's something I can't, I can't do mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In, in and of myself. And mm-hmm. that's actually because that's true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can't do it in and of yourself. Come on. It finds this, the, the calling ultimately finds its fruitfulness and it's flourishing in the interdependence with God and with his people. Mm-hmm. Because a calling is meant to be something that fulfills the glory of God. And so ultimately it's done through God's power. And Come the on. glory of God is revealed when his people 
are working together. You're not the glory of the calling. The glory of the calling is God himself. And so if you're looking at this and you're like, ah, this is so big. I can't can't." look where, where it is. Where is it that you can see Mm. the people of God and the power of God showing up for that calling? Mm. Is it somebody dropping off a meal so that you have a couple extra hours to focus on whatever it is, the lane that you're running in? Is it collaborating with your spouse and becoming a team player in the home? Is it, is it places where you feel like, okay, I need to call on somebody that I wouldn't normally work with mm-hmm. and collaborate together. Where are those places where you actually need to see the people and the power of God to 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 walk in that calling? Come on. And oftentimes, if we look at the calling and it's too big for us, we can fall into a place of doubt. Mm. We can fall into this place where like, okay, that's too big, but but this other thing I could probably can do, right? And so I go to this other thing and it's it may be a good thing, mm. but it's not God's best thing. And so you, you, and we, you know, we talked about, was it last episode? Y'all kind of had to listen to the last episode when we talk about lesser joys, lesser, Woo! lesser kingdoms. What was it? Yes. Lesser we talked about lesser joys. Lesser joys. So you fall for the lesser joy because Woo! that's something that maybe you can attain on your own or with mm. more self-effort mm. instead of really trusting the Lord for how are you going to make this huge impossible thing happen that you're calling me to do? And and with Lois Evans, this, this lifelong legacy, mm. how are you going to do it? Mm. It's with his power and his people that yep. he's going to do it. And she actually, she she points us towards the reality that in order to accomplish your calling, you have to lay down self-righteousness yeah. and, se- and self-sufficiency. Yeah. Or you can easily go back, go into complacency and distracted living. Yeah. Because that's what self-righteousness and self-sufficiency does. It calls it causes you to look at yourself and look at how you're going to get it done and look at your circumstances more than you're looking to Christ. Yeah. Mm. And mm-hmm. let me just say right now, like, I, I know this. I am in a season where I look at the calling God has for my life Come on. in the community. Like literally the literally. calling is the kingdom of God on four blocks. I know. Four blocks. Say it. Okay. Tell them, girl. But I look at that and I'm like, that is, that's like a 30, 40 year idea calling. And, 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 and in the moment that I'm in with four young children at home, like I would rather quit. <laughs> like It's not actually possible. Right. But I know, I know that this perspective, this Dr. Lois Evans perspective yes. is what I need because the season that I'm in mm-hmm. is just be faithful with this. Yes. Have somebody in your home to do schooling, do gather kids across the street in the park. Yeah. Do the, do the simple relationship building things that says God sees you. His mm-hmm. justice is for you. You mm-hmm. deserve to be treated as mm-hmm. a dignified image bearer. Those things build. Yeah, yeah. So that I don't fall off the rails and Mm -hmm. go to this distracted Mm -hmm. living and just do the things of like, oh, I got me and my home and my kids, so we're good. Yeah. That's not what he's called me to. Yeah, yeah. And I would even say this, even as you're talking about that, Leah, the one thing that the Holy Spirit just just sort of just nudged in my heart was like, listen, ladies, don't get too caught up at looking at the time, but look at who's Lord of time. Mm. Mm-hmm. Look to the Lord. Don't look at don't look at time and say, Lord, this this seems like it's gonna be too long. It's gonna take too long. He's like, No, look at me. I'm I'm Lord over everything. I'm Lord over time. I own time. I created time. Listen, we were just talking about that. He was hovering over waters. He spoke, he saw it, and it was good. Mm-hmm. And then he and it was a day. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. so I, what I what I want to say is look at it, but don't allow it to be Lord mm-hmm. over you. Mm-hmm. And so, Leah, you're talking about these calling, the calling. And is there just one calling? Ladies, there's multiple callings yes. that God places on our lives. Yeah. And, yeah. and sometimes they're in, uh, they are, they, they cross over into various seasons. Mm-hmm. But that's what I will say. Number one, we know our callings. Leah, what is this point of these seasons? What yeah. are these? seasons that Mm -hmm. sister lois is is bringing us towards yeah again we can't encourage you enough to to pick up the book and to read and to learn this for yourself but these this is what you're going to be looking at this is what she highlights she highlights three seasons she highlights seed planting season Mm -hmm. which is a time of preparation and it's the longest season Mm -hmm. and that in and of itself can be sometimes discouraging because we don't see a lot cropping up we don't see anything cropping up you don't see nothing you don't see nothing and you're like this is not working but it's but it's actually the longest season i love that she um, draws this line throughout the book of the uh, story of Esther. Yep. And that for Esther, the longest time was this 12 month, six months of some of uh, perfume treatments and six months of beauty treatments, 12 months of preparation for her to have one moment mm-hmm. in the king's presence. Come on. And so this seed planting season, this preparation season is the longest, but it's so, so essential. Yeah. And then the next season is the growth season mm-hmm. where we, we will see things that are sort of coming into form, but it's really important that we steward these like little things Mm -hmm. and they matter so much right Mm -hmm. it's this watering season this we begin to see growth but we're stewarding the tiny little growths that we do see and then lastly the third is the harvest season where we begin to see the fruit of the labor Mm -hmm. and it's not just an end unto itself it's a time where we begin to have this vision for multiplication yeah and we see that in dr evans's life like she she her harvest season was multiplying into the lives of her children and her grandchildren yeah and the ministry legacy that she left behind and so those are the three seasons seed planting growth and harvest and as we see as we look at those and sort of frame them in our life i just believe that it's going to be so so rich Mm -hmm. for our spiritual lives to frame those seasons for ourselves yeah so ladies as we close here is what we want to ask you what do you believe about god and can god accomplish what he has begun Lois Evans' life points us to absolutely who God is and what he is able to accomplish. And we know that it can feel overwhelming. It can feel daunting. It can feel mundane. It can feel a whole lot of things. But when we look to the hills from what's come our help and our help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth, it roots us and it causes us to seek communion with him so that we can be committed towards his callings. And as we're committed towards him, we're able to see the faithfulness of God when it uh, shows itself in its proper season. Mm -hmm. Let's pray. Lord God, thank you so much for the life of Lois Evans. Thank you for her uh, example to teach us God, whether it's through one of her videos, whether it's through her books, whether it's just through how we see um, in her relationship towards her spouse, as well as to her children and grandchildren. Father, we thank you that she reflects a life that is in communion with you, a life that is committed to you, and a life that is faithfully uh, rooted in the fruitfulness of what we do when we yield our lives to you. 
And so, Father, we pray that we would be urban women who would who would lean into that. God, start with us as we desire um, for communion. I pray for sisters who are battling with just uh, spending time in your presence. God, I pray that they would understand um, and embrace the reality, God, that um, they're, they're settling for the cheaper joys when they don't have communion with you, God, and, and experience the robustness of who you are. And so, Father, we pray that each woman would, would just uh, commune with you, and God, that it would overflow into their commitments as well as into their callings. And so, Lord, we thank you for her life. We thank you for the lives of these women. And we pray that we will continue to trust you and be used for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Have a great week, ladies. Have a blessed one. Bye.